Hey, this is Stephen Faust and Michael Tanner. We're coming to you. We're bringing back an oldie this week, an older episode that we've gotten positive feedback on that we want to replay just for you this week. Michael, why don't you tell them what it is? Hey, so yeah, some reruns this Woo. week. I don't know about you, Stephen, but my wife and I, we love to go back and watch reruns. Oh, yes. Some of the old shows that we watched back in the day. Uh, and so you and I, we've chosen a couple here that uh, were kind of the, the, the top of the download list. And so today we're going to talk about the importance of leadership development. That's awesome. Looking forward to listening to this again. You know, when you listen to things more than once, you always pick up something new. So I hope you all enjoy this replay of one of our most popular episodes. It's episode 18, Importance of Leadership Development. Hey, Michael, my friend, how are you doing this week, sir? Stephen, I'm great, man. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. I can't wait to get into this week's topic, and uh, I can't wait to hear what it is. What What do you think this week? Yeah, so we're going to talk this week about the importance of leadership development. Uh, you know, I know that you're in the aerospace business. Uh, I'm in the, um, you know, the engineering space. I'm in the software development space. And I have a lot of people, and maybe you do too, in the aerospace world, but they kind of look at me funny and they ask me the question, why is leadership development important for me? Or why is leadership development important for my team? And so I thought today we'd talk about that and just try to uh, level set folks on why is leadership development for you as an individual, but also why is leadership development, uh, you know, important for a team or a business or a company or a group, if you will. So how's that sound? Oh, it sounds great. Let's go ahead and dig in. So let's talk about it first from a, an individual standpoint. So, you know, you are an individual and you could be uh, just just for the sake of using an analogy that's that's unique to both of us. Let's take a salesperson, for example. OK, neither uh, you or I are salesmen. So let's take a salesman, for instance. When you have an individual contributor that is a salesman, then then he goes out there and you know he makes the calls that he needs ne to make necessary. He does the meetings that are necessary. He, he delivers the pitches and the closes and all that that's necessary. And usually it's a numbers game, how many he can, he can close and all that. And he's a great individual contributor as a salesman. And normally in that case, that individual is going, when it comes to advancing his career or his skill set, he's going to focus on tips and tactics and learning around being a better salesman, right? You're going to, uh, it happens in my world in software development. I have lots of engineers that go off and they take conferences and books and courses on how to be a better software developer. Salesmen do the same thing, how to be a better salesman. But I think you would agree with me here, Stephen, that there's going to be a limit to that, to that individual contribution that you can make to your team. There's a limit to that. No matter how good you get as an individual contributor at being a salesman, eventually you're going to hit a limit on how much contribution you can make. And that's because you focused on the skill that is your individual contribution salesman in this, in this, uh, in this instance, but you're going to hit that limit. And when you hit that limit, well, then what do you do? Right. And what I'm proposing, and I think you're proposing as well is, well, that's the point when you got to start honing your leadership skills, your leadership development. So, that's why, in my opinion, it's so important as an individual that you develop your leadership skills is so that you don't hit that limit of contribution 
to the company, to the team, to the business. Instead, you just start to grow your influence to leading other people to equally contribute the way you've been tre- you've been contributing. And that's how you scale yourself at, in your contribution to the business. What's your thoughts there? Well, for sure. And you and I have seen it uh, a million times that we have great individual contributors. We have people that are top sales folks in their industry. We've seen it. We've seen people that are the best engineers, the best uh, fill in the blank, the best uh, mechanic, the best engineer, the best software developer, the best, the best, the, the list is endless. And the reality is it does not translate into how they scale their skill set and become effective. And I love, I love the way you look at leadership. It's, it's influence, influencing people towards a shared goal. And me as an individual contributor, me as the best engineer possibly that the company has ever seen guarantees me nothing when they say, you know what? And we've seen this. It's funny. The, the, they, the recognition that great individual contributors get are sometimes overstated and they forced, forced those folks into positions that they are just not prepared for. And it's, it's no wonder that sometimes they fall short and we look at them and go, how could that possibly happen? You are the best engineer we've ever seen. And, and you're just a horrible leader and we just scratch our heads and we don't know why, but it's what we're talking about today really reveals why that happens. And then as a leader or as an individual contributor that may be listening to this podcast, how you can recognize that and do something intentional about changing that so you can have a greater influence. So what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And, and I'm with you. We, we've seen it dozens and dozens and dozens of times where you have an individual contributor in whatever their skill set is, and they're just a rock star at being an individual contributor, and they get promoted to manager. And because they haven't focused on any kind of education around leadership development or leadership skills, then it's just a disaster them as a leader, as a manager of a team. And sometimes it even makes them that small group of people even worse than before they had that person as a leader. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that's, it's so important that you don't just take individual contribution and those skill sets and promote them directly to leadership positions without first educating them on that. Right. And for me, this, I mean, I have a, my, my history is exactly this case. As a software developer, I kept wanting my business, my company to give me bigger problems to solve. I would write software to solve the business problem. Okay, I, I would solve one problem, now give me a bigger problem. Now give me a bigger problem, and then a bigger problem. Well, eventually those problems got big enough, I couldn't handle them myself. And so the business began to give me a team of people to then go and lead for the purpose of solving that problem because I just wanted to solve a bigger problem for the, for the business. Well, if, if I had, if I'd had no leadership skills, I'm not sure I would have been able to lead that small team into solving those bigger problems. And so you, as an individual, you want your influence, you want your contribution to be greater to the business, to the team, to the product, to the customer, whatever it is, you want your contribution to be bigger. Well, unless you're willing to live with the limit that is just yourself, you're going to have to develop your leadership skills so that you can then lead a team into doing that. Yeah, the company wants 
If you are a successful individual contributor, there's a reason why. You bring a skill set, a, a mentality, uh, a work ethic, uh, a knowledge base, a willingness to go out and do things that others, frankly, aren't as uh, energized to do. So that doesn't necessarily mean it'll translate to leadership. But what it does mean is that you possess a lot of the attributes that successful leaders have. So the company, it, it's really, if they want you to solve, in your, in your case, as you indicated, these, these bigger problems, and at some point the problems uh, outweigh uh, an individual's ability to, to deal with them, solve them, cope with them, the dynamics, the, the, all the different tentacles that are attached to those big, hairy projects, the company then, to your point, can, hey, they give you, hey, go help, go help Michael out with this project, or Here, here's three people, Michael, go leverage these people, and now you've got to be a different type of person to be able to influence them to our leadership definition. So it's really incumbent on the company to take all the great things that has made someone a fantastic contributor to a team and invest in them because they clearly have something going right. Invest in them the skills, the training, the leadership, the coaching, the mentoring that is needed to help that individual take something, uh, take this talent that they have and influence and implement it, implement it at another level within the organization. So uh, I, I think about just these great individual contributors and how we often do them a disservice by thrusting them in positions where uh, we, we, again, scratch our heads and go, you know what, this isn't working. And we haven't spent one minute, one second helping them understand the differences of success and what that's going to, to take for them to realize that success. So investment in those folks is important and it's uh, uh, money and time well spent because they're going to take what they have excelled at and, and create that dynamic on a team, but they've got to understand how to do that with and through others to be successful. Yeah, so true. You know, and a lot of times this comes to me as a leader, it, it comes to me in uh, someone on my team coming to me and asking me about career advancement. How do they, how do they grow their career? What, what do they need to do to grow their career? And, and I believe they're, they're oftentimes shocked at my answer because they assume I'm going to say, well, you need to go to this conference or that conference or read this book or learn this technical skill or, right. They typically think I'm going to, point them at something that is a skill specific to their individual contribution, but that's never where I point them. And in fact, I, I try to uh, correct that viewpoint to say, look, every software developer out there, every salesman out there, they're doing all they can to increase their sales capabilities. And if that's all you do, then you're just doing career survival, right? You're just surviving because you're out there fighting the fight to, to learn the same things that everybody else is learning. And everybody else is learning those skills that's going to keep them individual contributors. But if you'll learn the skill that's going to make you a leader and influencing you know, a broad range of people, well, now your influence to the company is much greater. And that's how you'll advance your career. Not just by, now, now that's not to say you can't just throw all those 
you know, technical skills that you need to learn or those sales skills or whatever, you can't just throw those away. You've got to continue to advance your skills as an individual contributor, but you've got to add to that leadership development because in my opinion, that's the key to advancing your career and, and growing your influence on your business, not just in, in, you know, increasing your individual contribution skills. Yeah. And it's so incumbent, I think, on us as leaders. So you, Michael, and, and my, and me and, and my business in aerospace, uh, we, we have our rock star individual contributors. So it's important. And the way I look at it is uh, I through one-on-ones again, everybody out there, one-on-ones are so important. This is where you really get to know your people and understand what makes them tick, what their motivations are, what they want to do with their career. Do they want to stay on a technical path or an individual contributor path, or maybe split off and go into a leadership path? Um, these are important things to know about your people. So these one-on-ones and these times that you interact with your team, uh, it, it's really when you find out what makes them tick and the relationship that you have and you build with them it's going to help you really understand what is it they want to do with their career and life. And once you figure out and they've, and you ask them these questions, Hey, are you interested in becoming a manager or a supervisor or a, or a leader or a CEO someday? And if they give you those indications, then it's time well spent for you to, to get a bit more intentional with giving them those projects, those uh, opportunities to demonstrate maybe in a small controllable way that they can have an ability to make decisions, have some influence over others in the completion of a project and begin to demonstrate and make mistakes, right? Let them make those mistakes. You be there to help and coach them. And that will, A, let them kind of get their, their feet wet a little bit and B, really let you as a leader understand if that's a good path for them that um, they tend to have uh, this this mindset around that, that would help make them successful. So uh, these are, these are ways that as a leader with your individual contributors that you can really think about how to develop them. And are they the type of people that would make good leaders just based on your conversations and relationships? Yeah. And, and that's such a good segue, Stephen, into looking at well, why is it important, you know, as a team, that we ensure that leadership development is a, is a part of the team, you know, the full team, if you will. Uh, so as an individual, then I want leadership development in, in my life because that's a, a part of my career advancement. But if I'm leading a team, well, why do I want to kind of infuse leadership development into all the members of my team? And the reason you want to do that is because of a concept I learned and you probably did too, way back in the military of, a concept of decentralized command, right? When you've got a, you've got a team of people and maybe, maybe it's multiple layers of leadership within that team. You don't want a situation where all the decisions and all the, the guidance and direction is coming from one place, a centralized place, because when that's the case, the rest of your team is kind of, they're paralyzed in, into the point they can't make a decision and when they do think they know what the right decision is, they still have to kind of run it up the, the org chart, get an approval, if you will, and then it comes back down and now they can take action. And that's if they know exactly what type of action and so forth to take. Instead, you want a situation where you have decentralized command, where you've got decisions and actions being led at every single layer. Um, because, you know, otherwise your team is just going to be paralyzed. If you want a team that trusts each other and a team that's efficient and proficient at getting the job done, 
you need decentralized command. And the only way you're going to get that is if you've spread the knowledge, if you will, right? If you've spread leadership development throughout your organization, as opposed to holding it for yourself as the single leader, no, you want to spread it throughout the organization so that everybody has these leadership skills such that you can have decentralized command. Uh, absolutely right. And, and, and you know this, we've talked about this. I'm a big fan of intent-based leadership. And to your point, you know, having, having someone at the, at the top of the pyramid that makes all the decisions, we're, we're kind of like um, a, a baby birds in a nest, just waiting for mama to come back with the food to drop it in our mouths. And, and until then, we just kind of sit around and stare at things. My gosh, talk about a, a recipe that, that makes a bad cake. I tell you, it's just doesn't work well. And you've got to empower people. And these are my views for sure. You've got to empower people. You've got to create an environment where decisions are made by people that can move the ball forward. And you have to have this leadership development that teaches and trains people to uh, take in the the facts and the information. And maybe there's only 70% that you can uh, say that this is reality and you've got to go use experience and intuition and the, the knowledge that you have and you've prepared for through this leadership development to go fill in the gaps in the 30%. And usually it's okay to make a mistake. And, and by working with your team and helping them see and understand this possibility of how to operate and influence others as a leader gets them in this habit. And that's going to be critical here is gets the muscle uh, trained and exercising this decision-making muscle, this intent-based thought process. And that's just going to pay dividends because uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a vice president, general manager. I know you're a senior guy. And if we had to go sit back and make every decision on our organization, I'd probably have to be in a room with really thick pads on it because I'd be beating my head against it all day long. And only way you do that is you got to develop your team. You've got to prepare them for dealing with reality in today's modern business world, making decisions, making mistakes is okay but learning and, and developing the muscle memory around uh, leadership and helping others and influencing others to achieve those goals. Yeah, no, I, you're so, so right there. I mean, I believe leaders that get burned out on, especially on leadership, they often do because they find themselves in that situation where they are the sole decision maker or they, you know, everybody is running to them to find the guidance or the direction or, or what to do and, and that type of thing. And you find yourself in that situation where you have centralized command, where you're, you, you know, you're making all the decisions and that's just not sustainable. And, and I think that's where leaders find themselves when they say they're burnout on, on leadership. You know, it, a part of this is the, the popular topic of delegation, right? How do you delegate to other people? Well, to get delegate to other people, you have to have two things. One, you have to trust them that they'll get it done, right? When you give them a task to do or an outcome to accomplish, you have to trust that they'll do it. But two, you have to believe that they're competent in doing that. And how can you delegate some leadership responsibility or task to someone that you haven't first developed as a leader? So you don't, you know, as a leader yourself, you don't feel like you can delegate 
those things to other individuals. And again, uh, you're going to be limited in what your team can accomplish if that's the case. And you, as the individual leader, you're going to get burnt out uh, because you are that central command, uh, making all the decisions and really kind of having to do everything yourself. It'll feel like you're doing everything yourself as it relates to leadership because you can't delegate leadership responsibilities and roles to other people if you haven't had leadership developed in your, in your team. So that's why it's so important in your team. You know, I, I, I don't know about you, but for me, uh, when I hire people, I hire, and my goal is to hire people way smarter than me and then empower them to make decisions for the company. Because to your point, if, if you put all of that on your shoulders, A, you're never going to go home. You're never going to have dinner with your family again. You're going to have a, a stress-filled life, and it, it's going to lead to complete burnout over a very you know, short period of time, I think. And, and you'll, learn, you'll learn those lessons the hard way. What we're here to tell you is that there is a better way. There is a mm-hmm. better way to prepare your people, individual contributors, and those that are in leadership positions already, how to better prepare them to take on the organizational challenges and to recognize that they don't have to go to you for everything that needs to be done. Now, you got to put some rules around it, and you've got to you know, start exercising that muscle that I mentioned, but you've got to start. If there's one thing you take away from this is start to think differently start to recognize where those possibilities lie within your organization and go start thinking and talking and developing these people to take on some of these leadership uh, experiences and opportunities. So it's a great conversation. How do do we wrap this this part of the uh, podcast up? Well, no, I think you just did it, Stephen. I mean, the call to action for leaders here is, uh, first of all, make sure that you understand leadership development in your own career is important, right? It's the key to your career advancement. But then as a team, just recognize that it's important to be able to delegate and just decentralize the command uh, within your team such that you can be more, you know, effective as a team. And to do exactly what you just said, Stephen, be intentional about infusing leadership development in yourself and in the rest of your team as well, not just those skills that make them great individual contributors. Your call to action on a leadership standpoint today is understand the the importance of leadership development and be, to use Stephen's word, be intentional about your own leadership development, but also the leadership development of your team as well. And then just share uh, all of our dot-com resources uh, that Stephen and I have with all of your colleagues and friends looking for uh, leadership development as well. So we hope you'll do that. Uh, And until we speak again next week, which next week, We're going to talk about the importance of community or group or support or mastermind, whatever you want to call it. Uh, This this idea of having a group of people supporting uh, each other, uh, you know, through life, through whatever efforts there might be. We're going to talk about the importance of community next week. So until we talk to you again next week from Stephen and I both, be blessed and lead well.